Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids and our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we will consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. And we'll ask you to share your breadwinning story. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Well, this week, we're talking about not working. We're talking about the she session, which, you know, I do love a good pun. I love wordplay, hashtag wordplay. This is an unhappy one, but I did like she session. Yeah. And it's based on the unemployment filing from earlier in the pandemic, because that's we're starting to see all those numbers from the first months of the pandemic. But that women's unemployment rate rose by 12.8 percentage points between February, and April versus men. That was 9.9. So 13% versus 9% for men. Uh And, you know, that sucks anyways. But what's unusual is that in recessions past, that you always heard the phrase man session, that it was always the men got hit in manufacturing jobs and the like. Yeah. But now this is our turn. Right. Because we needed something else. Yeah, we really did. We were just looking for... You know, he had something. You know, us uppity women, we were just, we were too big for our britches. I mean, you know, there's so many different factors here and we've seen a lot of great takes on, on this, not great, but very insightful takes on what this means in terms of mothers in the workforce, but that's definitely a piece of it, right? The caregiving piece and that is one one piece, right? So the child care, the difficulties with getting child care, right. the difficulties with providing care in the home and the fact that it tends to, you know, that those responsibilities tend to fall to women. And then there's also this piece around the industries that tend to employ more women, including the child care industry, by the way. Like, <laughs> like those are the ones that are getting hit at restaurants, tourism, you know, like it's just very, just very hard hit. So it's, we've, I mean, we've seen those stats that like the with the child care question that says that I get, they were earlier in the pandemic, like 43 percent of women were starting to say that the child care question right now and having to do the homeschooling and there's no child care to be had, even if you could afford it, was going to push them out of the workforce. Right. No, I mean, I think it's something that we've talked about a lot. I think it's something that I keep thinking back on J.O. I call her J.O., by the way, everyone. Is, <laughs> yeah, um, R.E. <laughs> yeah, there you go. When that one episode that we did, and we'll link to it, where we were kind of like hoping that the whole paradigm shift, like somehow yeah. miraculously, like, <laughs> I, but not we, I think it was me. Where was like, <laughs> we're going to get to the point where like, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for completely reinventing the wheel. I do love optimistic Raquel. I know. I <laughs> comes out so infrequently. No, but I, I didn't want to say that. I know. I, I did. I was interviewed on in a podcast, as you know, Jennifer, but yeah. where she was like, the host who is wonderful was like, there's, I've been talking about this issue from so many positive aspects that I went to you, Raquel, for the, for the Debbie Downer view of, of how we're faring in this pandemic. But I think, you know, I, I, I really do think, and, you know, I want to ask some of our friends like Callie Yost about this and folks who've been studying this work for a long time, 
that I think in some ways we are facing an unprecedented change and we are going to see the workforce and the workplace change on so many levels. And as someone who works, I'm really focused on work dynamics, right? How people work, how people grow in their jobs, how people function within organizations, which I really do find so interesting and particularly at this period of time. Like it's like, I'll give an example that's a little bit off our topic, but I'm going to reel it back in, bring it back. You'll in. do it. We, I have all the hope. The way that we interact with each other in the office. I mean, the field that I studied, it's been around for a while, right? Yeah. There's a lot of different you know, ways in which you look at how people interact in a work environment. Now, so much of those questions and dynamics and theories are not out the window, but they need to be completely revamped. Mm-hmm. So it now makes a difference. I've decided kind of in a, in a very, in the context of my work, a very scientific way that yeah. if you use a chat window versus not using a chat window in a conversation, you're creating more of a sense of psychological safety. Like, so that's a, that's a kind of off, huh. that, was, that was never something anyone would have thought about before. And I can talk about it another time, but my point is like, that is craziness. If you look at January and where we were, what's really interesting is like, we are having to rethink so much of how we interact that that really the model for work is changing. And we talk about the ideal worker, um, Joan C. Williams coined the yeah. phrase ideal worker. And, you know, she's talking about the person who like puts in all the hours and stays late in the office. And so all of that, you know, stays late, like, is expected right. to just be on all the time. There's still that reference point. Also implied in that ideal worker is, by the way, there's there's someone else, magical yeah. wife who or partner who ends up doing all of the home stuff. Yeah, I was I was going to say something somewhat rude, but basically is a white guy. But yeah, yeah, no, right. But so I think the reason why I tie these things together is because we have our life impacts the way we work together at our work impacts the way we live. And so we're in this phase where like our entire work life has been upended. And I'm hoping that this is going to eventually break down and reinvent itself. Like we're going to change the paradigms of work in a way that's going to allow people to come back to work, you know, once we've sort of figured it out. I don't know. I just, I still have this hope of paradigm shift and I, you know, I was much more hopeful about how, how we would reconfigure the American family. Like, you know, when we yeah, first yeah. started this pandemic and I don't know that that's going to happen, but I just am hopeful that we're going to find our way through this to a different way of working where people have more opportunities for growth. But I, I just, I yeah. have to want to believe that. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's interesting because the industries that were immediately impacted, because we've talked about this before, were low wage. I mean, yeah. uh, huge, right? Housekeepers and hospitality, retail, f- restaurants. And there were a lot of low pay jobs that were lost. And what's also that they were high contact. Right. To find that, like, which then makes me think, so we want women in the service related industries we don't want to pay them a lot. And then, right. you know, I don't know. Like, like that's what was the song? Where the boys are, you know, where the girls are. Now we're all home because we're unemployed. So, right. But that's the thing. I think everything you're saying is right. And unfortunately, that's where we are. I just hope that that's why I sort of mentioned the chat. Like, I, I think we're going to have to find new ways. Like, let's break it down. These are social skills 
roles, like, right? Like it's it's socially and emotionally intelligent roles, which is not to say that there's not other, many other multiple intelligences that people bring to these roles, but these, but you know, if you're talking about people facing jobs, it's because, you know, which a stereotype of women is that we are better in these highly social moments, right? Yeah, you know, opportunities, but we are going to have to reinvent that. It's not going to be that that just goes away and yeah. it's all robots. Because I think what this has taught us is like, I think we had this kind of like, you know, this like weird fascination with like, oh, eventually robots are going to, you know, we're only going to talk to Alexa and like, we're, you know, we're going to, yeah. we're going to just, all the answers will be on a little tiny. And that's not how it's going to work. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're going to have to figure out a way to do the kind of work that we do that is much more kind of people oriented. Well, like, you know, the robot overlords, they'll find a role for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the robot overlords will we'll, we'll do that for us. You know, it's I mean, all right. You know what my favorite TV references? I uh, always love to make TV references. There's a show on Amazon, which I honestly don't know if I recommend it, but I'm just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called, just between us, us called, and, and, the, and the other breadwinners. Yes. Yes. It's called Upload or something on Amazon. It's Love Island, isn't it? <laughs> It's this one where like, like you, uh, it's like, it's such a weird. Yes, I've heard like, it's like his consciousness gets put in the. Yeah, but it's all run by like these female customer service, like agents. So like he, you know, you die and then your soul goes somewhere else. You can kind of like buy a vacation package for your consciousness. And then, but that whole like back, like the whole process and the kind of guides were all like these women who are like, who seem to be like biking in from, you know, uber modern Williamsburg. In the yeah. Future. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just a weird. Anyway, I just. Well, think, it's a service industry, yeah. you know, so, so no, there, that, there you go. There are women are running think, it. You know, we're, we are going to be in some, I think there is a future for, for people who in this industry where it's just going to be a totally different level of knowledge and awareness and for lack of a better word, intimacy with the consumer. But this has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, at the moment, this is yeah, we're, we're out. Crisis. This is absolute. Well, what do you think about that? Because in the past, when they were man sessions, you know that I think that you know it's a driving factor for you know, increasingly women in the workforce, and then replacing wages lost in their families and becoming more commonly the breadwinner. I just it keeps adding to the momentum of women being the primary earner in their family or an essential earner in their family. I don't know. What does it do? Like, there's no one left to make up the wages because the men's wages were already shrinking and then women can't replace. I don't. Do you see the puzzle I'm I'm trying to like pound pieces into? I feel like the puzzle is a puzzle in the sense that we want there to be like a solvable puzzle right now. Yeah. Just isn't solvable right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the piece that's just there is no new normal. I read an article, I've been talking to leaders about how to approach this. And, and there's like this, like we're in the new normal. Like, so we've got to figure out how to do this. You know, we've got to figure out how to run our organizations with half the staff. We've got to figure out, you know, with this COVID reality. And there is no, we are not in a place where we have any, you and I were talking about this earlier, like there's no end point right now. There's absolutely, there's no end point. We're not there. And I think the idea that we if we say like, this is the reality, it puts us in a situation that is so much harsher, right? Like we need to think that we're going to move from a place beyond this. And I think, 
you know, obviously yeah. the election is this moment of hope for many of us for change, for change. some capacity. Yeah. But, you know, if you think about it, if you don't see it as hope for change and you just kind of see, okay, well, this is happening and, and it's like a free fall, it really hits people pretty hard. I think it's, I think yeah. we have to see we're not in a normal, so we can't solve the puzzle, but we can say, okay, what are the pieces that can change to make it better? And I guess that's why my head went to this question of like some of these very socially and emotionally intelligent jobs. I think one could have thought before the pandemic that those jobs might have eventually like been a thing of the past because it's all outsourced and whatever. What I think we're learning from this recession is that social and emotionally intelligent skills, which again, I'm not saying it's the only skills women are bringing to right. the workplace, but, but in these roles that have been lost, in these jobs that have been lost, that is a big part of what they're bringing to the table. And, and will they come back? I think, I mean, because then it's also, we don't have a lot, we don't have anything comparative as with so much that's happening right now. You know, we, we look for like, you know, with the virus and its impact on family and gender roles, we look at Ebola in other yeah. countries or, or, right, or right. the like. And here, the same thing in this moment of thinking about unemployment, economic impact going forward and the like, like you don't, those manufacturing jobs were gone. You know, they yeah. went offshore. No, 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 for sure. They're not coming back. Now, uh, sadly, we're talking about low pay service jobs. Will they come back? We're talking about industries that, that I think, you know, we're going to have to see them shift. We're, yeah. we're going to have to see them shift. And what will they come back? I mean, maybe those jobs come back because hopefully one day we're traveling and you still need people running the hotel, but there's still low paid jobs and we're still sucky, you know, 80% of women in the worst, the 40 worst paying jobs or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what I did see just interestingly enough. So I just saw this ad for something related to tourism that was virtual. It's fascinating to me because I remember, so as you know, I did a tech startup and was part of an accelerator. Yeah. Whole other story mentioned it in episode two, I think. But there were so many ideas, possibly including our own, that was like, oh, okay, you're using technology in a way that is like far away from, you know, it's it's substituting itself in some way for human interaction in a way that we never right, right. thought it would. And I thought that about Uber too. Like, so I, for whatever reason, it takes me a minute to think about how that could change. But there was someone who had an idea in this accelerator for a tourism matching you up with somebody in another country who could serve as like an Airbnb virtual guide. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, like you yeah, could yeah. Go visit Barcelona and then you would have someone there like taking you around the streets. Yeah, like every every travel channel show where she's like, I met my right, friend. But, who, but it's yeah. like, oh, you're interested in the Sagra Familia, what the, what's the church? Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> we're going to go. <laughs> but I think- I wonder, can we go back and have it? The actual name <laughs> dropped into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, but what's interesting is like, it really didn't make sense for a while to just be like, yeah. well, why wouldn't, you know, why would I pick a stranger and I want to vet you, you and yeah. I want to, yeah. But I did see that. I did see a travel site. I have to find it, but a travel site that was saying the same thing. Like, this is what's going on now. And I wondered, I was like, huh, that was a great idea a few years ago, apparently. <laughs> if there was an apocalypse and many people in the tourism industry lost their jobs, this would be a really good solution. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we are talking about that is obviously a very yeah, limited yeah. number of jobs that could be put in place there. Yeah. My hope is that setting aside how much these jobs pay, 
but that these jobs might have the chance to come back a little better. I This is where, you know, Jennifer did not get a great grade in economics, so don't listen to her. But that someday we will be shopping and doing things again. So you're going to need a lot of those people on the floor and a lot of those people that that you needed to check in and do. I maybe that it's these aren't the best jobs. You no, know, these not. aren't aren't going to be like million dollar jobs or anything, but maybe they come back like mm-hmm. and god help us. I hope they come back with any of the benefits at least that they had before. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know? I wonder. Yeah. Because we'll find, won't there be those, oh, this is when pessimistic Jennifer pops up is that this will be the, you know, well, we can't afford to offer you health care anymore. You know, so we're going to find ways to gig it even more than we were previously and make all the people who work somewhere into contractors. Yep. Boo. No. I'm already mad. It hasn't even happened yet. And I'm already <laughs> mad. Yes, you are bad. <laughs> Again, I think we're, we can't look at a normal, right? You know, another yeah. thing that I will say is that, you know, I am definitely working with organizations where there are people taking voluntary early retirement packages if their companies offer it. And yeah. it's going to be kind of like a, I don't want to say changing of the guard, but I think that there are definitely going to be like a, like a very rapid switch in some yeah. industries of like, if it still exists and there are these, I think there are people who are at the point in their career who, if they can take, if they can find some financial security from Make their employer yeah. or something, then they don't want to do this. Like they don't want to right. lead us through this next phase. And I think there's something optimistic about knowing that there is going to, you know, there's going to be a pretty big switch up at the top of some, some of these places. women-dominated industries that will maybe come up with, you know, maybe there will be innovation yeah. and, and pieces of the puzzle that come out of that new leadership cohort that, you know, that we can see, we can see really making a difference in terms of growing their fields and industries. And I'm going to be totally sexist here and say, I am all for the women. They roll up their sleeves. We roll up our sleeves. We get the freaking job done. Yeah. Men can too and all the like. But I think (laughs) if that changing of the guard, you know, it's my show. I'm allowed to say what I want. And I think if this transformation could be that, you know, these hardworking women who have been in the middle of management. Yeah. If there is a moment where a lot of folks are like, you know what? This is not the fight I want to do. I've done a lot of good fighting over my long career. I'm going to step aside, do something else. And then let's let them, you know, let's let the next layer come up. Yeah. Because there's a lot of women in that layer. So. Yeah. Well. I mean, I think there are women, you know, who are leaving the top layer too. I think, you know, I yeah. think that it's really one of the things I think we've known about work life for a long time is that it's a, Moving target, and there's definitely different ideas about what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. And there's a generation that I think is going to be retiring at this point that kind of only sees work flex to a certain, working a certain way. And I think we can rethink that with the next generation too. So, yeah. And pretty soon it'll be people saying to us, we only think about it one way. Move along, old ladies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I think I'm getting there. I, I know. But I didn't want to say that it was me already, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on The Breadwinners. 
You will find links to all the things that we talked about today in the episode description wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit us anytime on thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. We love it when we get a question, when we get feedback, when we get your stories, when Raquel gets fan notes because people love her. (laughs) How are you making it work? We'd love to know. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about The Breadwinners and help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.